You're listening to Fortnite Podcast. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Your boy, Monster Deface, here bringing you guys another episode this week. This week, we're talking about the FNCS return, cheaters in the cash cup finals, new weapons, things that are vaulted, unvaulted, introduced, and I would say one of the most jarring changes about Siphon. Right, the conversation about siphon has been sprung up again. I thought it was a thing of the past, according to the way Epic and Fortnite have been ruling on it. But then they bring it back for a second. They give us a little teaser, but don't worry, we'll give you guys all the details on that and how the community is feeling about that because they really have, uh, let's just say, opened up Pandora's box again. But we want to thank you guys, of course, for jumping on this one, downloading it, checking in with us. Recently received the. You know, just a couple more DMs from folks that listen to the episodes weekly and just thanking us for continuing to carry that torch of great content here. So we thank you, the listeners, of course, for coming back, vibing with us, uh, whatever it is that you do when you listen to this thing. I hope it's playing Fortnite or maybe, you know, mowing the lawn or something like that. That's what people do with podcasts nowadays, right? So thanks, guys, for leaving reviews and all that. This week, we do not have Mr. Panda joining us, but we do, of course, have my boy Somebody's Gun here on the mic. So let's give the man the floor. He's working on some cool stuff. Probably not going to talk about it today, but we'll see you soon. What's up, SPG? Oh, we can talk about it. It's something that I've wanted to see from the Fortnite space. So I just went out and did it. And we'll see how it turns out. I think so far, so good. I've kind of been playing around with it the past couple of days and will be out by Friday. That's Ooh. worst case scenario is Friday because I am going to the beach. So it needs to be gone before I, I leave. See, the cool thing about somebody's gun is when he says he's going to do something, guys, he does it. All right. This is not a panda fluke right here. Okay. This man is, I believe, going to drop something really cool for you guys. And uh, if you're a Fortnite fan, you're going to love it. So stay tuned for somebody's gun socials. A lot of cool stuff coming there. And yeah, with that, we're going to be jumping right into things. Let's just catch up. We're coming into competitive season right now. We took a little break from the Fortnite only coverage last week to just get caught up and allow things to play out this weekend and it looks like fncs is off to pretty pretty hot start viewership looked pretty good i would say the numbers on some of the viewing streams clicks channel fortnite in general all seem to be trending in the right direction which was great i think we hovered around 150k average views for the fncs kickoff where throughout the weeks like before fncs i mean it was about a third of that like around 40 to 50k right the casual viewership of fortnite hasn't been anything too crazy after the boom of zero build died down a little so good to see competitive season bringing back that viewership folks still definitely want to see comp but let's jump into how this week played off let's start let's start with eu i want to say europe had some of the the bigger upsets right we i was briefly glancing through the fortnite tracker trying to catch up on what unfolded and big standout for me was queasy and vino our most dominant duo that we expect to just you know come up perform they you know i don't want to say but they play pretty bad svg what's going on they had a stinker man well you could say it for them not to finish in the top 10 during a, an FNCS qualifier is below their standard. That's just straight up what it is at this point. They're arguably the best duo in the world. They should show it and prove it. But what happened was they decided, hey, we don't like our spot. Kenjutsu is kind of terrible for this season. And I don't blame them based on combat caches, based on getting points for opening vaults, based on getting points for the island, along with the additional loot that comes with all of those things. 
Landing the outside of the map has no value. You don't get those points. You're not able to as easily get combat caches. And landing center of the map, you're able to get other people's combat caches as well because they appear in certain spots. People start to realize there's only so many spawns for these combat caches. And, I mean, I think I saw Rise and Yamzo get four in one game. So that just tells you that, you know, maybe the Blood X behind that team realizes something because... Queasy Vino now going the same spot Yamzo and Rise went. Uh, they Queasy Vino had to fight Skydune and Shaco's off spawn. They made the decision kind of late into FNCS, so didn't go that well. But I do have to give a shout out to Mappy and Eyedrop. Absolute ball balling out this week. Three wins, played so well. And these are one of those teams landing center map, getting a lot of caches, playing for the island when possible. And I think we're going to see them, based on their understanding of the current meta, succeed this season. You know, it's really funny, just talking about loot and stuff, came across a tweet, right, from Edgy. Maybe not, it's not a tweet anymore, by the way. If you guys are following Twitter, it's probably called a Zeet now. Yeah, Elon Musk rebranded Twitter to X. Anyways, <laughs> I came across a tweet from Edgy, which I thought to be hilarious. He said, I ain't trying to loot watch, but this is giving me season X vibes. And he put multiple screenshots from every game from rise dt rise and his duo and their loadout was disgusting legendary multiple slurp juices big pots every single thing you can hope for as far as heals go and then big boy shotguns to accompany that and upgraded ars rifles or uh i don't even know what that weapon is what is that I'm going to link you this. You, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what to call this, dude. But it's got a scope on it. It looks sick. It's a mythic. And it looks like it beams players. Oh, that's the mythic flapjack. The mythic flapjack. So he, he posted this up there basically saying like, bruh, what is this loot? And, and it kind of ties into the conversation. Queasy and Vino making those rash decisions like, dude, the gear in some of these places is just nuts. Like it's worth fighting for. And I was talking to NPen too this weekend, just because they land Kenjutsu as well, just like Queasy and Vino do. And he's like, bro, I think I need to leave. I know I have an uncom POI if I make finals, which I should, but I don't think I'm doing anything in finals if I have to play out of this position. And just having that foresight, I think we're going to see a lot of teams maybe change drop spots a little earlier than we normally would typically people kind of claim it beginning of the season and then stick it out no matter what but i don't know that any teams are going to really have success from the outskirts of the map this this season yeah and vino feels the same way he actually commented on that thread and i'm just going to read it pretty much word for word he said and they call me effing stupid Basically like, and y'all calling me dumb for giving up my spot that, yeah, so what we played exceptional out of, but this loot right here is ridiculous. And some of the other folks kind of combating the conversation was like, yo, but you could get this from any vault. Like why, why change like this drastic? You're not playing well there. And the counter argument is of course, but this is mid map, mid map castle, exceptional loot coming out the vault. It's crazy. Booga's in the comment section like, bro, what drop is this? Like, everyone <laughs> wants to know, why does Rise have this crazy loot? And then it's just a whole fun thread. You know how the whole Fortnite scene jumps in there? It, it starts drama. They start fighting against one another, calling each other garbage if you don't play well with that kind of stuff. You know how it is. Usual, usual Fortnite stuff. But that was kind of like the EU wrap-up. A lot of stuff going on there. Big upsets. NA comes out of their FNCS this weekend. 
pretty, I would say, standard performances that we expect for some of the top dogs, right? Our top 10 looked uh, very much representative of great players. There's a few new folk jumping in there, or maybe not new, but OGs, right? Having their little pop-up performance of the week for week one. I wonder if things are going to stay that way, but... And first, Yamzo and Rise. We're talking about Rise and how well they played. Well, there you have it. They pulled that first place. Maybe loot was a attributing factor to that. And second, Acorn and Cold, right where they want to be, right where they should be, top three. And then you have Shore and Zypha, right? It's kind of sneaking up there. There's a big margin, I would say, between first, second, and third. But being in the top three for a week one kickoff is really nice. And shouts out to Shore, man. Also, Zypho, but like we always knew Zypho was good. He's been around for a long time, pretty much a perennial FNCS grand finalist. You expect to see him. Fell a little bit, stumbled, but it looks like he's finding his own once again with Shore. And Shore showed, at least to me, he has that clutch ability. He's got that dog in him when he goes into a solo play. And not only that, but they're playing really well together. So this is like that quiet team we're probably not going to hear a ton from that has a chance to, I think, top 10 in grand finals the way they're playing. Now, the cool thing, since the merging of like NA Central, we, we, we have not stopped seeing the West boys show up and put up numbers. I think for the first time in, in quite some time, the Wavy Jacob is in the conversation, having a competitive duo to kind of match his, his pace here. He picks up a top four, but then you have Batman Booga in Rapid and Ritual in Reap pairing up with one another. I think Ritual is actually originally a player from Texas or somewhere mid-map. Mid Mid-map, middle of America, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, mid-map, and he's paired up with Reet, which is really cool. Ritual's just always been a, a very good player. Raw talent. Kind of reminds me of, like, Smite, Larson. Like, just kind of those underdogs that they put up crazy hits when they're doing well. And, uh, yeah, they, they continue to show out. So, cool to see him paired up with Reet. I think this would be his first tier one caliber duo that he's probably had in quite some time. So, I am interested to see how far they can take their run. And then, yeah, just other other notable players popping off. Booga Threats, Adris Kanata, you know, Team Dignitas just continuing the run here, right? They, they picked up some of the best, and they're going to be everywhere, I think, for the remainder of the year, as long as they have these contracts active. Yeah, we expect to see those teams in the top 10. Booga and Threats were actually up there for a while. I think they kind of puttered out a little bit towards the end, the 29th and 36th to finish the tournament, but... Still had a great day. Top 10 pretty much all but guarantees you making it to FNCS Grand Finals as long as you qualify for another week. Couple of teams, Duke Edgy had a little bit of a tough day. Not what you would expect from the reigning FNCS champions. And then two teams I think did have a really good day were Bully and G-Money. Didn't expect those two to really do anything. They wound up winning a match and showing that they can win at this caliber. We know Bully's been around for a while. G-Money's kind of been peeking around in the scene, hoping to get that next step. And this team could be one that nobody expects. Again, I haven't seen enough from them to where I'm like, yeah, they're definitely good enough. Then the other team is Bucky and Ocus, another one of those center map teams. They claimed Rift Island three out of the six games during grand final. So that's 45 points. That's a huge chunk. Just think, they have 209 points. You take away 45. That puts them at 154, which is about 12th place. So seven different places just because that Rift Island, huge. We can all complain about it and be like, oh, that shouldn't give you points. But it is what it is at this point. Honestly, I kind of changed my mind from the beginning of this. I think it's a cooler thing now that we have these mid-game objectives that people can battle for. 
but we have seen now already playing a huge piece. Now I want I wanted you to elaborate a little bit more on that because we actually skipped the week where that information was revealed how there's new ways to actually earn points beyond just scoring objectives or, or sorry elimination objectives and placement there's this new factor that fortnite's baking into the fncs so initially it was introduced as caches vaults and rift island were all worth points then they removed caches they're just like okay only vaults and rift island and what i mean by rift island is there's the flag just like you can claim pois you have to claim the flag on rift island then you get 15 points for that you get three points for opening a vault so you can get up to 18 points per game unless somehow you open two vaults but don't see that happening in an actual good lobby and that is significant amount of points especially because rift island tends to be towards the center most of the vault spawns are not on the outskirts of maps of the map i wouldn't say they're like exactly center but like they're generally somewhat center and then that's gonna play a huge part over on eu i drop and mappy I believe they had Vault twice, or not Vault, Rift Island twice, and they came in first place. So again, another big buff by teams going for that. And just to show you the significance for Bucky and Okus, the way this played in, grabbing that Rift Island five games, the difference of points would have placed them outside of the top 15. So top 15, or sorry, three games, right around top 15 to top 10 margin, jumps you all the way up to top five. Like if this was... Any other setting, those placement points are ridiculous. Just down to payout and just down to overall placing at the end of the tournament uh, makes a huge difference. And this is, again, something new that we've never seen in Fortnite at the highest levels. Uh, an objective-based way to play the game to earn points. Very curious to see how other people feel about this. I haven't really seen a lot of conversation about it on socials. Maybe it's kind of flying under the radar and folks aren't realizing what's at play here. So at first, everyone was super negative, myself included. I'm like, uh -huh. why the heck are we getting points for not doing anything? Now, I think a lot of people have kind of come to terms of whatever we want Fortnite to be, we don't get to choose anymore. It <laughs> is what it's going to be. And, you know, you can say all you want, but ultimately, this is the way the game's played. And now we're starting to see teams take advantage of it. And then obviously, just like that edgy tweet you pulled up earlier, teams are going to complain about, oh, this team gets this. Well, no, actually, you get to fight for this position every game, although there are definitely certain POIs that have a massive advantage. Yeah, so, man, week one FNCS, very interesting. If you missed a week and now maybe we've piqued your interest because of these new things at play, Tune in for week two, of course. We're creeping up on it pretty quickly. And before you know it, man, we'll be we'll be edging our way towards the global championship. So it's going to be awesome. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the competitive stuff that was happening this week. Jake Lucky covers, you know, esports drama and news at whole. This week, we, the Fortnite community, ended up on his timeline because there were, as usual, some cheaters popping in the cash cup and or other competitive events happening on the week and you know folks were clipping it and i think there was a clip of kanada just getting deleted when he uh, peaked someone in a tournament man what's the deal with cheaters right now svg i feel like we're seeing this not necessarily a resurgence but it's just a lingering right like a lingering vibe happening here it's it's pretty bad like it seems pretty bad oh it's definitely bad i believe there was eight cheaters in finals yesterday two teams teamed on clicks while cheating and landed on him and epic whale and 
killed him and Epic Whale. So it's more than just like they're aimbotting. They're also teaming while <laughs> cheating, which is absolutely absurd. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm going to give an example. Clicks and Epic Whale are fighting this team. They knock and eliminate one of them. A cheater. So it's, there's a solo. Yes. The, the cheater then gets the card and another team of cheaters comes and presses them. Any other team that would have heard the reboot go off and ha has no information that neither clicks nor Epic Whale is hurt is not going in and then trying to refight clicks and Epic Whale while a reboot is going off 50 meters away. Like it is absurd to me that this has had happened and no, we've gotten no comment, but like, that's kind of the Epic way is just don't say anything. Maybe yeah. we'll get a Fortnite status that <laughs> cash cup is voided, but there was some terrible clips. Also, shout out to Acorn Cold. I believe they killed the cheaters several times. Right. So they were hunting them one game, which was absolutely awesome to watch. But the fact that like this is going on during the competitive game that we love is is scary to me. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It just makes you wonder like, is it is it too easy to create an account and you know just pay for hacks and then and then go you know do the cheats basically in a live tournament setting. Or is it that Epic security is just not good enough and folks have just been running it for a long time, which that seems to be the community sentiment. People, even pro players are constantly coming out like, dude, I know someone who's been doing this for, you know, X, Y, Z amount of seasons and he's still here. Like, what the heck? And uh, yeah, we haven't really seen any of it addressed. There was a point in time, early 2019, 2020, where if you were cheating, I mean, Epic was vocal that they were enhancing all these protocols and they were, you know, making basically, you know, threats and they were using their social platform to combat against it. But it really has, yeah, been one of those conversations that's gone to the wayside and we're seeing it start to ramp up, you know, and it doesn't help that, you know, DreamHack basically had someone cheating in the event and like you have these like, yeah, mainstream tournaments basically getting griefed as well. It's almost like now the official outlets are becoming a platform so that it's encouraging more people to do stupid stuff. It's pretty messed up. That's the tough thing is because the more this happens and the more that nothing, like there's no consequences, the more we're going to see this happen. Like yeah. if I'm a 13 year old who's never made money in Fortnite and I see that these kids just cheated in finals, were able to do it for all six games and there's been no consequences thus far, why would I not do that? Like you have literally being shown that there's no consequences against doing what's going on. So hopefully uh, Fortnite says something or at least just bans them. But ultimately the problem is there's so many Fortnite accounts out there. It's so easy just to buy an account that's level like, I think it's 50 in order to play events, whatever it may be, or you just play the game for a little bit and then you can cheat on the account. So I hate that we have to talk about this because I feel like we're inherently promoting it even further by doing it but at the same time it would be wrong not to say that this is a problem in the game right now i think i think our listeners are the dads of the community that's probably gonna make sure no one's cheating on their at their household or oh, i'd hope so at least but uh <laughs> no seriously man it's a problem and it does suck to have to talk about it because it takes away from what is the accomplishments and the achievements of you know a lot of our professional community you know they're just trying to get out there and do their thing and, and they can't and and that's that's the real problem and even cheating aside the griefing has not stopped right this is a ongoing yearly conversation at this point 
so yeah whether they're being targeted whether it's stream sniping or anything like that it kind of all just culminates into this you know one message that we haven't gotten from epic and that's really the kind of the jux of the the conversation here but let's talk about other things amongst other things that should get banned the new mammoth pistol that was just introduced it's not just cheaters that should be banned it's probably this mammoth pistol it does ridiculous damage i think around 171 to 183 is the headshot range from all ranges the damage that you can pick up and this this ray gun that was added to the game but the mammoth pistol in particular spg does seem to be the strong one is this going to be like the staple weapon you think that Epic keeps around for a couple weeks or a few seasons? I don't know. It's like the Deagle back in the day. It does pretty much the same kind of damage, structure damage that the nerfed Deagle did. So the one that would one shot wood walls, but not one shot any other wall. This one I was talking with Lash earlier and he was testing it out. It does 123 or something like that. So like, it will one-shot freshly built walls, but it won't one-shot built any wall. Right. Which is kind of nice. It's actually a pretty decent nerf, or not nerf, but like balanced Balance. weapon right yeah. off the bat. Um, and my other buddy I was talking to were playing the game because I was kind of, I was hating, definitely being a hater. But he was saying, hey, dude, like we're in a no movement meta. People need to have some kind of deterrent from just standing there and spraying at you while you're trying to make a rotate and having a weapon that shoots one bullet at a time isn't the easiest to aim but still isn't difficult and can put out a ton of damage back at the player that's actually a pretty good balance towards the overall meta and you know that gave me a good step back so shouts out to you ohio yeah cool no it's a great way to really think about it right i always call those type of weapons that get out of jail free card excellent for when you're making those rotations like you mentioned you know you put someone in their place pretty much for taking the risk to open fire on you when you're out in the open field. A couple of the changes that came to the game, they actually vaulted the Maven shotgun and brought back the lever. I think the lever shotgun was very nicely positioned shotgun just in general. We never really had complaints about it. It did go through its fair share of adjustments to get to a more, I would say, stronger position. But yeah, lever shotgun being in the game is a, is a great pickup as far as options go for for early you know battles and just in general right just rocking out with the weapons so good to see the loot pool i think being you know slightly tweaked as we're leading into fncs now i would like it to stay relatively stable as we ride our way to finals but at this point who really knows what's on the timeline here as epic has returned from their vacation and it is summertime so we always get crazy stuff in the summer definitely do oh and i'm just remembering this sorry that we're totally sidetracking real quick but acorn had one of the most unbelievable solo games that i have ever seen oh yeah and it would be a shame if we didn't talk about this and i'm glad i just remembered but cold crashed in zone three so acorn was a solo from zone three on go watch the replay because this man plays this so well like absolutely perfectly i i can't fault a single thing he does saves material, finds places to refarm, puts himself in positions not to get found out that he's a solo and jumped on, and then ultimately takes height and wins the game. Like, it is one of the best plays. Acorn is arguably a top two player in the world right now. I think top three is easier than I think him and Queasy can kind of have that conversation. But, oh, bro, that was phenomenal. Yeah, we always love to see big, big, big player moments pretty much. Uh it's crazy too because i saw 
again, as we're starting to transition to this new topic of Siphon being removed from everything besides FNCS, that those big clutch moments are attributed to literally Siphon being in the game, right? Being able to have that attrition, pick up those, you know, refreshing moments, things that keep you chugging in the end game. These big moments are all in some way, shape, or form linked back to the fact that you are healing as you are, you know, navigating your way through the end game and mowing through opponents. So I do wonder, like, why did, of course, Epic remove Siphon, but why would they bring it back for a limited time and then take it out the game all the way again? Like, we're in this weird spot where it's like, like they say they want to gather data, but then you look at the comment section and it's like, yeah, dude, this has been in the game for years. What do you mean? You need more data. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I don't have much to say. I, I'll i read the tweets because I... That's yeah. the least we could do. We'll, we'll leave it <laughs> the least. So on the 19th, right before FNCS kicked off last week, that was Wednesday. FNCS started Thursday. Fortnite status tweets out, competitors. Siphon has been enabled for the upcoming FNCS Major 3 and Last Chance Major. We've also enabled Siphon in this week's Solo Victory Cash Cup and Duo Cash Cup to monitor and evaluate the impact of Siphon in tournaments. Cool. Awesome. So everything went back to normal. There were Siphon in tournaments. Then last night, everyone was super stoked about this tweet. With the release of 25.2 game update tomorrow... We'll be keeping Siphon enabled for the rest of FNCS Major 3 and Last Chance Major. All other Fortnite tournaments will return to their previous game settings without Siphon. So there is literally zero way to practice the game mode that is the largest tournament of each season. Which is the, the oh man, amongst other things, already a problem. Say many things. Right? Uh, yes. Try to be nice here, but you know, you can't even host a custom game in any of the other game modes with the custom mode, you know, staying relatively stable. Even now, there's been new introduced bugs that you basically crash out of the client if you load into the game and jump to another player too fast. Like it's there, there's just there's a degrading situation going on here with customs. And it's not just related to the, the mode that's being offered to us with no siphon. So not only can players not practice, but like when you try to practice, what I'm trying to say is it's gotten worse. The 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 servers are literally more unstable and there's new bugs. So I don't know what's happening with the custom like department. Yo, who's in charge, bro? Can we get, can we hire that guy back, whoever he was? Because it looks like, you know, there, there's someone not paying attention to one of the most important pieces of the puzzle here, allowing professional players to practice so that they can be professional players on FNCS. It's, it's almost like, why have FNCS if you're not going to support it? And yeah it makes me feel kind of nervous for the year 2024 like what is 2024 going to be like if anything if what we're seeing right now is this neglect so i saw a couple of takes it does make sense that it is the same mode and similar to a certain extent ranked tournaments and pubs if all those are together there's not a huge gap from a pub player to go to tournaments it's much easier and ultimately that's what like both you and i want that's what all pros want the more people play in tournaments more money better ecosystem all that stuff so it does make sense from that perspective that these changes are being made but then 
it's also like i don't see a ton of players that are playing pubs being able to reach platinum in the new ranked mode to even play fncs so they're being gatekept from like the main tournament in the first place because they're not good enough to get there and then they can't even play the duo cash cups as like a similar tournament which is that next step so i also saw that people were dropping like 50 bombs in the first round of the duo cash cup on monday which it was about 20 to 30 in the previous week there were several like 40 50 bombs so i mean that's also not the best but we could just put a kill cap games and people probably aren't going to be trying to drop 50 bombs if you can only get points for like 20 25 i don't know i don't know what the solution is my fear is we will never see siphon after this season and if that's the case for global championship i'll have words they won't be good ones and i am concerned for siphon being in the game beyond this year that is interesting did they say it's only staying in up until last chance they said FNCS major three and last chance major. And they didn't, did not include global championships. Gosh. Yeah, there is, there's, I guess, a world where maybe, just maybe we run a land with no siphon. What would that be like? Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep close tabs on that. Like we said, we, we really just don't have a pulse on uh, where Epic's trying to take this. I get it, though. Getting the whole entire product to kind of one uniform place makes sense. But uh, we all know Siphon's pretty much better. Same thing like when Glider Redeploy was in a game. We fell in love with it. Then they took it out, and they were hard serious about keeping it out. And that's just what happened, right? So we'll see. It does seem like someone has made their decision, and it's not going to be in the game for now. Although we've had this tier tiring conversation happening here but anyways to start wrapping things up putting a ribbon on the episode we're gonna celebrate with some nostalgic names returning to fortnite here's something that you may not even have expected to ever come back and play some competitive fortnite again but i think ninja really moved ronaldo to return back to the game and being a little bit we saw ronaldo Wait, this weekend think about that. and a few others what's going on man bro that's weird not weird but like Ron maybe got something <laughs> out of all that smack talk from Ninja. Yeah, and then Unknown and Zaxero played FNCS together. They had a pretty good start, but after they got out of bot lobbies, well, I shouldn't say bot lobbies, but like the lower tier lobbies, once they got in higher ELO during round one of FNCS, they were not doing as well. So it was cool to see them return, cool to see them have success right away. And then you quickly realize just how good like the average Fortnite players become when two absolute gamers, because both Zextro and Unknown still play a lot of video games, maybe not Fortnite, and they can't just walk in and even qualify for a round two of FNCS. Yeah, which is, like you said, very interesting because Zextro just recently picked up a world record. He's been chasing speed running world records in that game only up. And like that's just basically been his latest obsession, right? This This grind. Before that, he got to a very competent, competitive level in Valorant, right? So transitioning from Fortnite to Valorant and being professional player quality, it just shows you, like, Zexro is a gamer. Like, he's, he's not just, you know, your average me, you, or SBG. Like, this guy is professional level grade player, and he can apply himself to any title. He's literally done exceptional feats but yeah for him to try to return back to fortnite it's, it's not so easy anymore 
Definitely not. And happy uh, World Cup Day, everybody. Happy World it Cup. It's four years <laughs> since we had the World Cup. The 26th and 27th of July are reminders of what this game was at one point. And I think we're still uh, still chugging along pretty dang well after four years. Yeah, all things considering, we're definitely still here, man, which is, which is really cool. Yeah, I don't know if people were, like, calling it World Cup Day, but when I put my tweet out there, I was like, yeah, it's basically World Cup Day. Like, which is kind of <laughs> cool. It's like a nerdy thing amongst the only Fortnite gamers. Like, yeah. if you were around at that time for us to call it world cup day we basically coined our own day so yes if you're listening today on the 26th we appreciate you celebrating with us go on to twitter you'll probably see a lot of nostalgic photos um, just cool stuff happening out there but with that that's pretty much everything we had to bring to the table this week uh we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode feel free to leave us of course any complaints you like at the fortnite podcast at gmail.com or to me directly at monster deface on twitter this has been your boys. We're getting out of here. SBG, I'm going to give you the floor really quickly to shout yourself out, let people know what you're working on throughout the week and all that good stuff. Yeah, just working on finishing up that video that I teased at the beginning of this. Got your feedback, so I appreciate that. Going to go back, make a little little tweaks. And yeah, look, Twitter, maybe YouTube, maybe a player's Twitter as well, and we'll see how this turns out. Hopefully get to do more of them. Heck yeah, man. Well, listen, guys, thank you guys for rocking with us. I hope y'all enjoyed this week's episode. It was short. It was sweet. And we didn't have Panda. Get him out of here. But no, seriously, uh, hit up hit up Panda on Twitter and just send him a random complaint about him, how, <laughs> how greater the episode was without him. I think he'd like that one. <laughs> of a good way to jab at him. But otherwise, guys, thank you for rocking with us. Don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. Peace, y'all.